Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record, joins us. My friend, welcome back. Good afternoon, Steve. How has the season gone so fast? Give me a reason. Give me an explanation. Ah, it's amazing how, <laughs> how there's 10 down, and now all of a sudden you get to game 11. It's remarkable. Yeah. Uh, as this, we know how hard James Franklin and his staff have recruited with the idea of obviously getting more to athleticism and so forth, but part of it was to get more depth into the program. Are we seeing the dividends of that right now? Absolutely. You set me up because that's the offensive line, right? Yeah. Right there is the depth, I think, because where else could you, I mean, can you imagine losing three starters like they have and being able to replace them and not just replace them, but, you know, one of the guys they're replacing with had never <laughs> started a college game had hardly played any snaps, meaningful snaps right. in Drew Shelton. And, you know, take out the competition, who they're playing or what time. I mean, it's still two Big Ten games. And their offensive line didn't look a whole lot different the last two weeks. And that's a big credit to them. What have the tight ends meant in conjunction with the two freshmen in the running game? Well, I mean, you know, I have a tendency to focus on those guys as receivers, but because they're so good at that, or they showed flashes of all of them being really good at that. But the blocking, I think, is, I mean, Brenton Strange to me is the most improved player on that team from what we can see. And his blocking, and the other guys as well, but I mean, You've seen prime examples of it. I, you know, uh, Tyler Warren. I think it might have been Nick Singleton's first touchdown run um, with a great block. And sometimes that stuff gets overlooked. But tremendous addition. And and the way that I think that Mike Yurcich has adjusted to having these guys as a big strength in both in both capabilities, receiving and blocking. And I love the. I mean, the full house backfield or the wing T or however you want to describe what they're doing. I think it's become really hard for defenses probably to try to defend them now because you don't know what they're doing even out of that formation from every given play, right? That's the creativity of using your strength. And I think it's a huge, a huge factor. for them. What have you, how have you felt the last few games really over the last month of watching, um, Mike Yurcich and Manny Diaz call their respective games? Well, I think Mike Yurcich, I, I, I love the form. Like, I think just what I said, the formations that yep. they're using, the multiple tight ends, and being able to shift out of that. You know, it's one thing to line them up and know you're in short yardage and run Nick Singleton or Catron to the right or the left. But to be able to pre-snap, shift out of that and do different things, whether you're down in the red zone or anywhere on that field, to me that's that's taking your strength and just using it in being versatile with it. So that's so to me that's great. You know, that's that's gives maybe Penn State's offense doesn't have everything it had at times in previous seasons, but this is what they're really good at. This is what they do have. And I think they're fully now, maybe not as much as early in the season, but now fully taking use of that. And and Manny Diaz I think is um you know, everything seems to be based a little bit more on pressure and aggressiveness. But I think it's 
worked really well. If you look at the whole season, take, take a step back and look at the whole season. Okay, so mm-hmm. Michigan defensively, the second half didn't go well. But mm-hmm. everything else, I mean, the last few minutes against Ohio State, but that wasn't completely on the defense, I think has uh, – I mean, you got to hope he sticks around, right? I mean, yeah. you hope he sticks around. Yeah. When you've had the opportunity to either talk with or be a part of the group that is standing there listening to Sean Clifford, how has he handled everything? Well, I think he's handled that part of things really well, and that's the, one of the reasons why he's been your captain for multiple years and why he's been your leader. He's done that th- those things exceptionally well, and I think it's got to be killing him in some ways, you know, because – his team didn't win the big the, the games he really wanted them to win and didn't look as good mm-hmm. in certain ways offensively doing it, but he still has to face the music, and he has to represent his entire team when he comes out there, and I think he's handled that really well because it would be easy for most people to have a little bit of an edge, you know, to have a little bit of an attitude. Um, and, I, you know, I think he's he's done a great job, and you know, and you see it that he's a business guy now, right? So yes. I think a lot of this plays into why you welcome that guy back with open arms, and I think he's upheld that because I think it's it's obvious. I mean, when you're sitting there and they're still out warming up at the time, that when they go through the starting lineups on the video board and he comes up, there is a mixed reaction in the stadium. I I know he hasn't really said much about it. Have his teammates. Right. Well, and the thing is, when you come to a place like Penn State and you're going to be the quarterback mm-hmm. and you're going to take, you're going to be the lightning rod for, you know, the things that don't go well and maybe get a lot of credit for the things that do. And I think you, you, you to be successful, you have to understand that that's coming your way mm-hmm. and to be able to deal with it or you're never going to be able to handle that position. I think he knows it. But knowing it and dealing with it are two different things, and I, I think he's done it. And, you know, be honest. I, I, we all know that he has not played probably in certain ways the way he expected or wants to. Uh-huh. But you can't change it at the end of the game, right? You still have to deal with it. Yep. And I think um, the way that he leads and the way that his energy is, I think, really helps pull things together for them, you know, has kept them together. Penn State has 26 tackles for losses and 13 sacks in the last two games. What are you seeing now that maybe you didn't see in the opening five, six weeks of the season? I think their depth there, one. I think some of the I think a lot of this roster, especially defensively, is built on younger talent. I think mm-hmm. they're I, I would say a lot of their best talent is their youngest talent. And I think guys that are getting more experience defensively, and I think you saw it the first drive of the game, Zane Durant, you know, flashing yeah. in. Um, you've seen it with Deny Dennis Sutton at different moments as the season going on. I mean, Abdul Carter is getting better. I'd almost make a point that maybe he has been more impactful with big plays as a rookie than Micah Parsons was. But it's all time. You know, it's, it's all taken time for some of those guys to feel more comfortable. And like a guy like is or you know, he didn't even play the first few games. Right. James made, James made a mention, you know, quickly. It would have been nice kind of to have him for the first, the first part of the season, but it's going to take him a little bit of time. I think it's taken 
Adisa Isaac time to get back from his injury. All those things has, you know, and that they're able to play their best as we hit November, which a lot of teams cannot do, I think says a lot about their depth and their youth and their motivation, and it's a good combination. As, as you're watching the game on Saturday, same thing the, the week before, too, Carter, Brown, how impressed were you by the speed of that defense and how they run? Oh, I think that's what a big recruiting point has been, right? But yeah. Abdul Carter chasing down the quarterback, wow. I mean, um, and he has it, and we were there the first day that young man walked on the campus. It wasn't until June. Hmm. <laughs> so right. he hasn't been through their program for an entire year. He didn't enroll early, people forget. I mean, if you, I mean, that's some of the promise we're talking about, and that's speed. You can't teach that. You can't, you can help it, I guess, when it's on campus, but you can't completely redefine it. And those guys have it. And um, the defensive backs that they're also bringing in, you know, if they sign these guys in December are some of the fastest guys yet to come to to join the team coming up from Florida. So I think uh, that's huge because, you know, if you want to beat Ohio State, right, you have to be able to defend their speed. And I think Penn State's a lot closer in certain ways uh, than they were a few years ago. The kicking part of it, Jake Pinniger on kickoffs, and then what you've seen, I mean, he's now 11 to 13 in field goals. What kind of difference is he now making? Uh, He looks like a different kicker to me the last two weeks in particular. I mean, confident. And that ball that he drove from 50 yards, the first field goal last Saturday. I mean, how that would have been good. Look from the press box, like it might have been good from 60 or more. I mean, that's how strong that kick was. And I don't think he's looked like that earlier in the season. And, you know, he lost his starting job. Says a lot for him to stick with this. Become a trend kind of with Penn State kickers in a way, right? They kind of have some tough goes of it, and they and they come back and they hang in there. I mean, Sam Ficken was a good example. Yeah. Robbie Gould had his struggles at times at Penn State, but uh, all the credit to Jake because it's now you trust. I think it's trust white with your your specialist. And to me, there's there's no doubt. I would I would trust him emphatically the rest of the season. He just has his groove, and I think it's his hard work and. Staying with it, but uh, the last two weeks, two fifty yards, and then not in good condition, Steve. Right? Right. I mean, it, that's what strikes me. The conditions were not great yet. Crystal, the snaps right. Arnie Moore, the holds right, and then he plants that leg, and, and you know, and the plant's not going to be easy, and he's still hitting it. Well, and I think, and maybe this is wrong because I don't coach and I'm not on the field, I'm not a kicker, but to me, there's just a confidence you can see with certain guys. I don't know. I can. I kind of sense it. Like, I remember Sam Ficken in that Ticket City Bowl. At the end of that game, that field is slippery and terrible, and he had a heck of a pressure kick to keep that game going. But to me, there was almost no doubt I felt like he was going to make it. Same with the kick in Ireland. I just thought he's going to make it. You just feel it. I don't know, and that's the way I felt about Jake on Saturday. Frank, it is always a pleasure. Great to see you on Saturday, and I look forward to seeing you again soon, my friend. Absolutely. Good week, good trip coming up. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it, Frank. Take care.